1: You're listening
0: to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. We're talking about episode five of the TV show today, which was not an elimination build, it was just an immunity challenge, which is a bit fun because I feel like the contestants get to ease up and try some more interesting stuff. Some riskier builds. Zoe, what did you think?
1: Yeah, I, I really like this episode. I do love an immunity build because it means no one goes home, so I'm not sad. Um, But this was cool. It was sort of similar to the first build of the season where everyone takes a piece of land and then they kind of put it all together at the end. So this one was the hero's quest. It was kind of six parts of, they called it a treasure map. I don't think it was a treasure map at all, but they said that. Um, And each team kind of got one section that was like a different terrain. So they had the desert, the Caribbean, the jungle, Frozen Land, the Mediterranean, and the Highlands.
0: It did kind of feel like this challenge had a bit of an identity crisis. Like, as you said, (laughs) they had the treasure map thing. They also talked about like the hero was literally journeying through these different Mm. worlds and like approaching the different boss battles or whatever. They were kind of a bit vague about it, but I'm still into it. I feel like it was a good mix of freedom. But also a bit of direction, you know, with the specific terrain they were given, because I had to build something that was, you know, relating to that specific terrain. So I, I was into it.
1: Yeah. When everyone actually sort of started building and we were hearing everyone's ideas, it was quite different to what I actually thought it was going to be. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but everyone mostly kind of did like one big villain and then the hero was just like driving past. Whereas I thought it was going to be a little bit more integrated than that. I, I think Harrison and Michael probably the closest to what I actually thought it was going to be.
0: Let's get into it.
1: Let's start with Gabby and Ryan. They got the Highlands and they chose to kind of do like the Loch Ness monster and their story was around the townspeople like stealing the Loch Ness's eggs and it was kind of like taking out revenge on the town to a degree.
0: I feel like this is one of the times where their curse really got to them. Yeah. In that because they had to wait for five minutes, that also led to them not being able to choose their plot of land. And so they got stuck with the Highlands, which they didn't seem too stressed about, but I think it's one of the only times where the curse has been more than just like slightly less building time for them.
1: Yeah. And I mean, they did a great job with, with what they had as well. I would have had absolutely no ideas for that. So I thought what they pulled together was really good. The mechanism of the Loch Ness moving looked really great. I liked the little twist on the stories of how the Loch Ness actually wasn't really the villain. Um, so yeah, I, I quite liked it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, we'll go to Sarah and Fleur who had the Frozen Lands and they built uh, like a snow witch kind of bursting out of the ice. They had struggles throughout it. Brickman wasn't happy with the hat at the end and all these little details, but... I thought like their idea was really cool. I thought there was lots of little details, like the mole on the witch was really good. It looked like they had this kind of cool cave with like lights under it that they didn't really show on TV. They sort of sweeped past that very quickly. So I wish we got to see a little bit more of that, but... I sort of thought like the surroundings around the witch were really well done.
0: I love that Sarah and Fleur just keep carrying the platinum brick around. It's like the ultimate power move. Yeah. Like coming to the <laughs> beginning of a build, just holding the brick. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. We're in- invincible. What of it?
1: The only thing I would have liked to have seen from theirs, and this is very much playing into that like stereotypical witch look that Brickman was going on about, but I would have liked if the witch had like long black hair or something. Like, I don't know, it makes it look a little bit more scary, but. They did a really good
0: job. It was kind of interesting because the vibe I got initially was that they were basically doing like Elsa but evil because (laughs) of all the snow thing. And then when Brickman started saying, no, go more classic witch, more classic witch, I wonder if that sort of meant that they were stuck in a a mix of the two where they were sort of doing, trying to do this like
1: Mm.
0: more modern witch and then he was like, no, classic witch. And then so they sort of had to adapt at last minute. We didn't really get to see that in the episode, but that was kind of my theory as to maybe what happened.
1: Mm. We'll go to Jess and Anthony, who had the Caribbean, and they did like a classic Kraken. Um, sort of coming after the hero. It's already got a ship and its tentacles. Um, and I thought Jess like really came into her own in this build. I really like this build.
0: Like I know there was a lot of focus on how the Kraken itself maybe wasn't what they were hoping for, but I thought the other half of the build, the ship with all the tentacles wrapped around them, was phenomenal. It looked so good.
1: Yeah, the way that they motorized the tentacle and sort of had it looking a bit floppy at the top was great like that's so hard to achieve with lego i thought the face was spot on and random little detail but the water looked really good they had this like perfect (laughs) blue gradient and i'm like can we get some more detail on that that it looks amazing
0: yeah no definitely big ups to them on this build i do hope that with anthony and jess that i feel like every week they've been so close Mm. and they feel like we haven't had a week yet where they've just hit every nail on the head so i'm just going to cross my fingers that that's coming up with the next episode because I think there's just so much passion in that team. And I'd love to see that rendered onto Lego.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll jump to David and Gus who had the desert. They, I think just missed out on the top two, which I was surprised about. I actually thought they would have made it into that top two. Um, But I think Brickman's main kind of issue with it was that it felt like they had two different scenes. Like they had the big Anubis, this, Egyptian god of the afterlife and then they sort of had this like smaller scene going on with these like priests trying to summon the creature.
0: I thought this build was really interesting because there was a bunch of really cool technically stuff on display like the little scene had these little technical details but The Anubis had this crazy detailed arm movement that was unlike anything I think we've seen in Lego Masters Deconstructed ever. Like Mm -hmm. the amount of articulation this arm had, it wasn't just back and forth. It was like in and out and it had a shoulder and an elbow. Like it was crazy. But then that was kind of it. Mm -hmm. The Anubis had some scale to it, but we didn't really see much stuff going on there. And yeah, as Brickman said, the elements were kind of separate. And so it really felt like they poured all their time into those small little bits of execution and then didn't really have much else left over. But what I think was that was maybe intentional, this not being an elimination build. Mm. They were like, you know what, let's go crazy with one specific thing and then if the rest of the build doesn't work out, they're not as stressed about it. That was kind of my feelings on this one.
1: Yeah, I definitely think they were trying to nail that like big character, which they obviously did. Like you said, the arm was amazing. The hand and the eyes in particular were like really striking. But it meant that they couldn't put as much time into like integrating that other story and and looking at what was happening on the ground. So
0: they're still such a strong team, though, and I think even if this build wasn't their best, like I, st- I still think it's their their race to lose. Really,
1: we were to Scotty and Owen, who were in the top two, and they had the Mediterranean landscape, Um and their kind of they're, <laughs> their build really developed as as the episode went on. So it started off being just a a minotaur. They sort of had these like aqueducts and markets um, around it. There was some serious mechanics and technique going on with getting this minotaur to sort of break open through these doors that Owen was doing. Um, And then literally in the last two hours, Brickman comes around and is like, hey, you need a bigger villain and they added this big cyclops.
0: It really did turn from like a single character build with the Minotaur into more of a landscape with a bunch of stuff going on. Mm. But these guys had so many individual wild moments going on during the show. First of all, Scotty was using his shirt as a Lego bag. Yeah, That's great. <laughs> I love that. Second of all, this might be one of the first times we've ever seen Brickman go into the brick pit and like accost a team and tell them to do something.
1: Yeah, I was like
0: thrown off by that. Yeah, it was getting serious. I also want to take a moment to just talk about how cool the aqueduct was. It was a very cool aqueduct. Don't really have anything else to add. Just I like the aqueduct. Great aqueduct, boys. Keep it up.
1: All of Scotty's building was amazing. So Owen primarily focused on those big characters and then Scotty was more the the wider landscape and all those little details. And, like, everything he did looked amazing. He absolutely nailed it. I will say in terms of Brickman (laughs) kind of bombarding them and telling them they need to do better, I think... It's almost him being a little bit fatherly. Like, it seems like he's watching them being like, I know you can do better than that, like, get it together. So, it's kind of nice that he's pushing them as much as he is.
0: Yeah, that is something we see Brickman doing every now and then with the team where he'll kind of adopt them, like Summer and Iona in Season 2. He kind of, mm. you could really tell that he believed in them and wanted them to put out the best possible thing they could.
1: We'll jump to our winners, Harrison and Michael. Uh, it was their first immunity win, which is super exciting, and they had the jungle, and they did the Temple of the Tiger. So this is what I was thinking the build would be like for everyone, how they sort of, they did have one big feature but there was a lot of other things going on and it was it was actually more of a a quest itself which is why i was a bit confused with the other builds yeah look you've
0: been honking the harrison and michael horn from the (laughs) beginning and i'll be honest this build was so cool i was such a fan and i do kind of wish that we saw five more of this style yeah i think scotty and owen were maybe the next closest but yeah you're totally right it was so cool Mm. the only downside of this style of build being that there's so many details in it that we just don't get to see on tv You know, with one big character, you can just get a nice couple of shots of the character and you can be like, wow, that's cool. But with these little intricate builds that have so many features of them, this is the sort of thing that makes me wish that Lego Masters did like a tour after the show was done where they sent all the builds around to like museums around Australia or something like that. I don't know. Just so we can see them and appreciate them properly.
1: Yeah, we did get to see a close up of some of the smaller features like the spear wall, the rickety bridge, the the trees looked really amazing, but... I feel like there was a lot more to it that we didn't get to see. So we'll have to chat about this with them when we get them on the pod.
0: I also like that Brickman took a moment to point out that Mm. theirs wasn't motorized and that wasn't a bad thing.
1: That's something I've really noticed this season is pretty much every build we've had at least one team do something motorized. And I feel like season one we definitely didn't really have that season two was really only towards the second half but this has been like from the beginning everyone's really getting in there with those mechanisms
0: it kind of feels like sometimes it might be like an easy way to add some more pizzazz to a build which isn't a criticism but I wonder if Brickman kind of said that as like a hey guys don't just chuck a motor in see if there's maybe something else you can do
1: yeah so true
0: the last thing I thought was cool about this episode was the 360 camera they put on the train going through all the builds So we actually got to see like a POV of this theoretical hero going through the builds. Yes, I don't think we have had anything like that before. and It looked really, really cool. I was definitely into that. Good work, production team. Whoever came up with that one, high five.
1: (laughs) Next episode looks like it's a cut in half build where they're given half of a real life object and they have to build onto the second half of it. And that one is an elimination.
0: We had one of these in season one. I don't think we did in season two, unless my mind is totally blanking. But I remember in season one, the winners of that which was Henry and Cade, they built like a violin. Yes. They went on to win the entire season. So maybe this again could be like a canary in the coal mine for who's going to win the season potentially. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're going to have wrap-up episodes like this for all the episodes in the TV show, as well as a bunch of interviews. We've already got our first interview up with Atlanta and Jeff, so go listen to that because it's pretty fun.
1: Make sure you're following us on our socials. On Instagram, it's Legomasters underscore Deconstructed. And on Twitter, it's LMDThePod. As always, feel free to message us on their thoughts or feelings or chat to us during the episode.
0: Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye.